0: You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Welcome in to the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman. As always, I'm one of the co-hosts of the Locked On Pacers podcast. And join me on the other line for our weekly show the man who now works for Forbes.com, Mr. Tony East. Tony, were
1: you surprised the Raptors won game one? Uh, no, not really. I don't think they are going to win the series, but I was not surprised, per se, that they won. I mean, I, I, I agree. Home team game one is what you
2: expect. Um, so on this show, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals in our second segment, so we look forward to that. Um, then to end the show, we're going to do an over-under of player. Salaries we think they'll get next season, including pacer free agents and some of the top free agents. So stay tuned for that. That'll probably be our most fun setting. But to start today's podcast, we are going to talk about the draft pick because as we are, what, three weeks away from the draft to record this, roster. yeah, wow,
1: very close.
2: So, right, right, two and and half weeks. that's crazy. When, when, when is the draft 20th, 21st,
1: something like that? Okay, Thursday or Friday of two weeks from now.
2: Okay, so we're recording this on June 2nd at uh, 1215 <laughs> Eastern Time, and that's in the afternoon not in the morning or something like that
1: um realize how early it is for you
2: <laughs> it's okay i don't mind um but we want to have the draft pick because we want to about the value of it in a sense because tony and i were kind of spitballing before the show about you know we could go we did kind of a player whatever preview draft show kind of last week but like and over the next few weeks there's sort of like there's kind of a tier level of guys there's like the top tier of zion Ja, and even um, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. Oh, there's
2: Zion, and then there's another tier. Thank you. There <laughs> okay. you go. That's what I was thinking. Zion tier, then kind of a second tier of uh Ja Morant, and who's going to go three now? i on the
1: name. In my I actually would put it like this. Tier one, Zion. Tier two, tier three, nobody in either. <laughs> tier four, Ja and Arden. Oh, They're my God. Team. Okay, calm
2: down. <laughs> <laughs> but but what we're trying to say is between the pick 10 and 30 is a tier of guys. who You can any guy in those 20 range going between any of those picks.
1: Basically. Yes. So – the the thought is the smart team says oh okay well if our guys in this tier or we have a bunch of guys in this tier we should move backwards and pick up an asset and still get someone we want. However, like Adam uh, correctly informed me before the show, every GM is going to be thinking that way, and unless you really really like a guy, no one's going to want to move up. So it's hard to foresee that savvy move being there. Well,
2: and I think the thing people forget sometimes is that the NBA draft is not the NFL draft, where there is between, like, I mean, even the first hundred picks in the draft, there's bound to be all stars or whatever, all pro players galore. NBA, there's probably in a single draft, we've talked about what maybe three guys who will make an all star game and one who will really be like an NBA finals game changer in each draft class, give or take. Yeah, that's probably fair. So, like, we
1: got spoiled by two good draft classes in a row. Now everybody's so psyched about rookies all the time. Yeah, and so teams
2: are not going to like mortgage essentially like, or not more, but give away two lottery tickets per se for one and a guy who they think might have more value. Like they're
1: they're right.
2: Everybody, like if all these guys are worth, let's say, like they think are have a B-level grade, you're not going to trade two B-level guys for another B-level guy. The,
1: the trade-ups that happen were like when Portland did, what was it, 17 and 20 to get to 10 for Zach Collins because moving up into another tier is worth it, but within the same grouping is usually not.
2: But let's also remember the teams that make those trades are usually the stupid ones, like the Kings, right? Remember, <laughs> right, right? Like That was the Kings. What did the Kings get? They got, what's his name? They got Scal. Jackson
1: and Harry Giles. That's, that's what Harry game. Giles, not not Scal. I they got Scal that draft, though. You are right. And okay. they traded Scal away already, so. So, I mean, <laughs> just the, the more,
2: the value of this pick more comes in the sense that you can turn into a guy who can play now. I mean, there, there are teams especially the ones that are in the rebuilding mode that will give up a player who has value in terms of being able to play playoff minutes, essentially for the pick. Like Thad Young was the 22nd pick. with Young. Thad Young. Now you mortgage the idea of not being able to get a Karis Levert type player for the future, but you made your team better in the moment. And a Pacers team whose timeline I would say is probably the next two years. Way sooner than later. Right. They're not, the Pacers are probably not looking at four or five years down the road because the Four to five down the road involves them re-signing Vic, and that's and they have to be good the next two years to re-sign Vic, which is like the whole priority. So it might be worth exploring that option where you can trade the pick for a player because we talked about on the podcast before, you probably need about eight, seven, somewhere between seven and nine players who can play playoff minutes in you know in, in big games. And the Pacers probably have five or end up between five and seven, depending on how they use their money. That's fair to say, right? Yeah. So you need it might be an opportunity to get another guy who can play. Because like a fat level player is for three solid years. I mean, I don't I mean the long run they might have lost that trade, but he's been valuable for the team in the past three seasons. He's been critical in totally. the playoffs all three years. I mean, so there is some there it is worth it in some sense.
1: It's I've been looking back through drafts, like gauge value of veterans for picks. Um to see last year there was none. So two years ago, 27th pick got traded for Brooke Lopez. You remember that? Oh, that was, was the, the Kyle Kuzma pick, right? It was the Kuzma pick. 20- oh, I did that wrong. I'm sorry. That was D'Angelo Russell and Mozgov for Lopez and 27. Yeah, that was that we. So never mind. That is not a helpful trade. It's no, hard was to find. That a salary like, dump in a whole different couple of things. Yeah, it's could be. It's uh, the last two drafts haven't seen. So that might have been like the last. Here's a pick for a good player trade. Yeah, and
2: you have to, it's really only going to be. It, I think it was good. It's only going to be with teams that are in their like. In, in tanking mode, essentially. Yeah. Or, I mean, like Chicago might be a team to target with that. I don't know. They've okay.
1: I, here's one. Here's one. Uh, yeah. Ronde Hollis Jefferson got traded to the Nets for Mason Plumley and Pat Connaughton. Okay. That's not, Mason Plumley's good. He's not awesome, but he's good. Yeah. No, um, but you're, not, you're not getting. I mean, did Mason Plumley go? What? He go
2: ten of ten in a playoff game like that?
1: Yeah. No, he's he's a good, Mason Plumley's the good pump, the far and away the best
2: pump. Didn't he have thirty five points in that last playoff game? He played. Portland? Am I blanking on that? Am I remember uh, that?
1: Before he got traded to Denver, I do remember that. You're right.
2: No, no. I mean, oh, was what, what was the the Plumley brother who scored? Oh, I'm thinking Myers Leonard. I'm mixing up. It thinking it Myers Leonard. Yeah. I he's the Plumley brother in my mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 he can actually shoot.
2: None of the Plumleys can shoot. Yeah, the Plumleys aren't bad though. No, no,
1: no. no. no well, uh, Mason's vi- Mason. Yeah. I like Mason Plumley. The rest are in. Uh,
2: yeah, the rest are in. But Mason's not bad. He's he's played
1: minutes. So if that worked out much better than than that. <laughs> um, these are hard to find, but like, once you get to pick 30, even like here's 2015, Jarnell Stokes got traded for the 35th pick. Jordan Clarkson got traded, uh, for like, you know, you lose a lot of value very quickly with these. So getting a, like, I think FAD is like the ceiling of your expectation. If you trade the pick away. Yeah. I think you have to pick the right. The team is in the right situation where
2: they just want to get get rid of a guy who's on a salary, whatever it is. Yeah, I agree. And also pick the right guy who is been in a situation where, like, maybe hasn't been up to expectations or whatnot, or has been sort of like carrying an undue burden, the way Thad was really with the Nets for a while. Um, I don't know. It, it the problem with the whole NBA drafting is it's really hard to make any moves in general, and it's hard to take the pick, and then as soon as you take the player, the value of that pick goes like to the floor unless he plays really well his first year.
1: Yes, I agree.
2: I mean, and so, I mean, at 18, you're not going to get a guy who's probably going to play for the Pacers at least for two or three years, right? How long did it take OG to get good?
1: Uh, a full year, basically. I mean, he was fine as a rookie, but... But this year's the year he's actually been, like... Helpful, and then his yeah. appendix exploded. Yeah, he play- he hasn't returned, right? That's insanity, man. How do like yeah. your body part explode? Rupt, i mean, not ruptured, but exploded—is really what happened. Like what? That's so—that's such bad luck. What? <laughs> like, it's just he bad had luck. an appendectomy to get it out before that happened, and then it happened anyway.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. He just had bad luck. I don't know how else to put it.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. Just...
1: That's,
2: poor OG man. Uh, yeah, just I'm feeling, feeling bad for him. him. Yeah. I forgot about him. I, I kind of had space to kind of forgot about him because the rubbers are playing so well. Like,
1: you don't I really think about it, but man, that's so. What teams like like? I'm thinking of like eh, I don't know. The Wizards are necessarily going to go the rebuilding route, but you got to think of teams that have good players that might be looking for young, cheap players in exchange, like the Heat, maybe, or the Wizards, like I already said, maybe the Cavs, even though they don't have any good players. Yeah, how, so, how valuable do you think that pick is in Memphis? Player, the Memphis Grizzlies. That's another good one. Uh and yes I understand where you're going with that. But just, I know I'm just curious. I mean cuz cuz
2: 18 is kind of the pick range where there if you pick if you make the right pick it's a guy who like there are plenty of guys who've gone between 15 and 20 that have been good NBA good. players.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the right then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, they probably yeah. Like them, because be now they're you know now they have wh- whoever Morant, RJ whatever plus Jaren Jackson like yeah, another young guy around that sounds tight to me. Yeah, I mean, think about it. the Pacers took what
2: Granger at 17 one time, they took Hibbert at 18 one time. I think, I mean, they've taken there's guys at 17, 18, that are actually can be really good. Kawhi went 15. I mean, yeah, they're all guys the Pacers took in the teens per se in
1: the past. I, yeah, I'm with, I am a hundred percent with you on that. It's not a use, it's not a, an unvaluable thing. It, the right <laughs> team is just hard to find. Maybe the Nuggets, they don't have a first round pick at all. Yeah, uh, they don't
2: a of players, but why would they? I guess. They want the pick to use something else, right? That's awesome. <laughs>
1: they want the pick in a bigger trade, yeah.
2: Well, that's also the thing: is 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 a three-teamer. The Pacers, because of their cap space and because of the kind of, I guess, the pick, whatever they can, is there some way they can make a three-team move to get, like I, I, they did with the twelfth, like they did with George Hill, trading Hill for the twelfth pick. They end up getting, they got sent for.
1: Oh, 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 yeah. Where it was, he killed, kind of to to he, it around. and then that pick went to the Hawks. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, could they be, could they be the Hawks Net in, in that instance?
1: Per yeah. Say? Yeah. That could be good. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of the things that get Maybe they could get involved in like a Clint Capella trade. You know, you think he's going to be traded for that kind of pick? No, no. Clint Capella and you get pick 18 and then you send the big, you know what I mean? Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. They don't get – yeah.
2: I'd be aware of any business with Houston because Houston – I don't know. They (laughs) They do a good job. (laughs) He does a good job, and Daryl he's just so good at being a GM.
1: Yeah. They're not trading Chris Paul. Also, love Chris Paul, one of my favorites players like ever. Stupidest idea for the Pacers to trade for him. I've seen it all over my Twitter and Reddit. Uh, No. Big no from me. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, 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 out on that one, dog. Big no. <laughs> <Just to laughs> put, he's uh, not good, He's just way worse and totally not worth forty million dollars. Yeah. Um. I mean, is there
2: any point, Mike? Because like the pick would be to be for a point guard, right? So that, I mean, could I
1: like Dragich to the Heat value of that pick in a way? And I don't know. I might almost call it too much for Drogic. Is that correct Is that weird? Is that wrong? Just because yeah. it's only one year. Yeah, but that remember the 18th pick doesn't really mean much. What do the Heat have in picks?
2: <laughs> nothing, right? <Doesn't> that, or, <laughs>
1: nothing? I thought the answer was nothing
2: too. Well, no, because they only give up every other year. So I think this is the I think every <laughs> no odd years they don't. No, have, they
1: pick 13, but okay. they mean that they wouldn't move back and give up Dragic. So it's so it's, so it's even years they don't have their pick for the next three. Years. What if they oh. if they what if they snap up the Cavs pick uh, in a J.R. Smith trade and move back, and then you get 26 and Dragic for 18. Ah, that's not enough for them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's hard to find a good fit. Yeah, I don't know. I think a that's not a that's a good start. <laughs> that's a good start. Or you could do the easier just and
2: take take a guy and hope he you can develop into a good player. Yeah,
1: you already have a, a developing point guard. Well, with that, that you wouldn't take a point guard, probably. You'd probably just take right, right, forward, or forward. a forward. You need no, you need. no. You, I'm pretty staunchly in the forward or bust camp this year.
2: See, I. It's I'm always weird. I'm always on the just take the best player available and figure it out. I
1: know I because
2: know. ultimately that's trying to predict your, your position. Right. is really stupid.
1: So, so Thad and Bojan leave, and now your forward rotation is yeah, but the guy's not going to play next year anyway. <laughs> TJ leave, and I know, but you just not even immediately you have nothing in the pipeline. It's... Yeah, but, but what if there's a point guard out there that's like Fair. and you're being I don't know, and all John dumb. Morant, John Morant falls to eighteen. Yeah, you no,
2: what if you pass in some point guard who ends up being an all-star and Aaron holiday becomes a player, but like not an all-star level player. And you're like, why do we not just take that guy? Like would it matter? Right. If you think he's going to be better, you should pick him. Yeah. So I, I thought I'm in the camp, just take the best player available. Like, even if there's a center, honestly, take the best. Uh, I don't know about that, but <laughs> 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 take the best player available centers. I don't have much value. That's also, that's the word. They like, grab the say, center. I think
1: we got to sound like a million alarms. <laughs> well, that means they're, they're trading us on, yeah, right? on what could be coming very soon. <laughs> I think that the Pacers could make up. There'll be a move on draft night. I'm sure. very excited. Yeah, I think they have a good chance to make a move. I, I'm very excited for our live draft show again. Oh yeah, we're gonna do that. Where I get outraged that they don't pick Jalen Brunson. Yeah, are we. Well,
2: if they make a trade, we got to come on immediately, right?
1: Uh, we probably will anyway. Because last year, we, when did we start like pick 15? Well, remember last year we were both texting. Our, is um,
2: what's the guy's name? Kevin Porter. What last uh, night? Who, who was the guy that fell last year? Why am I thinking on his name? Michael, to, Porter. To, to Michael Porter. Michael Porter. Yes, Michael Porter. Yes, we both wanted brother. him very badly. Remember, we wanted to we trade up. Gonna, oh, gonna fall, gonna fall. Then we immediately came on and he got drafted. Yeah. I remember that. Um, we came on to like, oh, are they gonna trade up for this guy? Like nope, never mind. Yeah.
1: That would have been fantastic. I'm a huge Michael Porter guy. Yeah, we'll see. I think they have a lot of options given cap space plus needs plus the way this draft is to make a move.
2: I, I agree. I think I think that'll be one of the three teams to watch for making a move on draft night.
1: Yes, I agree. Should we move on to the to
2: the yeah. final?
0: So, so the I, actual
1: games. That's why you so draft
2: a quick break and then we'll talk about the NBA files on the other side of this. All right, welcome back in to Locked on Pacers podcast. So Tony, I recorded this on Sunday, like we said earlier in the show. So we will only see game one of the NBA finals. So
1: yes, very important to as you guys have seen
2: a second game. So we will see what happens tonight. I, if I had a guess the Warriors are going to win just because I don't see them losing twice. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh,
2: Sorry, I had to sneeze there. Sorry, guys.
1: That's okay. I think they're going to win too. Um, but I don't know why. Like, I don't, I don't know. Their de- I thought their defense was good in the first game and the Raptors hit a lot of, I mean, they, they deserve to win. They made the shots, but I just something about the way the Warriors played makes me think that if they were just a slight tick better on offense, they're going to win pretty easily. Yeah. To
2: me, it felt like they sort of were eating themselves into the series knowing they didn't need game one. Yeah. Um, and just trying to figure out where, what to do. And they seemed a little bit lost at times. I think they're going to figure out the rotation a little bit better, whatever they need to do. Maybe it's playing booking out as many minutes. Um, to me, it felt like, even though Steph had thirty-five points, it felt like a very quiet thirty-five points in a way where he wasn't hitting any was of the big the momentum it like it felt like he was basically just passing out of everything, and at some point he's gonna have to just like I'm gonna take the step back thirty-five footer and drain it because I'm Steph Curry kind of move. Yes, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I was. I was waiting for yeah. the entire time. I'm waiting, Oh, at some point Steph's just gonna start pulling up, you know, on these on the front end of a screen and just be like a mm-hmm. half inch of space and drain shot and that's gonna kill the Raptors. But he never really did. He kept trying to get rid of the bottom of his hands.
1: Yeah. I don't know what I, I just I just feel like they're going to be better, and I don't know why. Yeah, I have I mean, no reason. I, I would
2: say is if Kawhi somehow has one of just like those epic games that could flip it for the Raptors.
1: Even Kawhi being a lot better, like Siakam's not going to do that again. No, but if you know.
2: Kawhi is one of those like I'm the maybe the best player in the league kind of games, which is yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, I think maybe he is the best player in the league right now, if you both on right. offensive and defensively. Oh yeah, I
1: agree. I agree.
2: So interesting. I mean, to see um, the only thing I wanted to say related. Talk about this game was to take it to kind of a pacer angle, and that was oh, gasp. I know, shocker. Um, <laughs> like when you watch these two teams, so we're like assuming this is the Warriors team the next two or three years, like this is the team, right? If Katie leaves, it's the team they're gonna have, yeah. And this is that's it, that's the Raptors stay the same. Do the Pacers really have any hope of even like winning an NBA Finals game in the future? I guess is what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, the hope is, like, well, you only have one more year of Lowry, and Gasol's a million years old. So, hopefully, but Siakam's going to get better. So, the Raptors are clearly going to get... Uh, they, they, I think they're peaking right now, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. I guess, to me, it in the semifinals Finals, too, it, it seems like with the Raptors, that if you can get a guy who can just...
1: I do not think either of these teams have a, any chance of being better in a future year than they are right now. How about that? Okay. I still think they could be better than the Pacers... But I don't think I think this like I think the apex of the Warriors already happened. I think we all do. Um, and I think this is the apex of the Kyle Lowry Toronto Raptors. I guess my other thing is,
2: is does Vic have any chance of being better than any of those guys on the court? Any of the top guys? Right. No, no. no way. Right? That's and that's the problem you run is is what's like what's the path, I guess, for the Pacers?
1: I don't know. Get a ton of other good guys. Like, that's what the Raptors have been for so long.
2: Well, the Raptors kind of also just proved that if Kawhi the best player, like, you just have to have the best player for two months and you're good.
1: You just get, like, Portland and, and Toronto even have been to me just like, alright, we have a really good team. Let's just keep this all together and eventually we'll be healthy and it'll work. And it did. And now the Raptors have reaped it even farther because they were able to trade one of their stars for Kawhi Leonard, which is something else. But uh, no, there's value in just pushing through with your very good team
2: well and, and that's kind of why i'm on the bandwagon of finding a way to keep that going on and in conley or somewhere like that just basically keep the team almost the same i don't know how you do it cap wise but trying to figure that out because i agree there's having a the continuity is good year after year because eventually as every as, especially the league is changing constantly every year teams just don't have the same chemistry like the, the sixers so you could say they lost because they really didn't have the same kind of like who the Raptors had him knew where to where to be at every time on the court plus Kawhi kind of killed them but I mean I, <laughs> yeah. I, like to me, it feels like that there it's kind of like the same thing that's happening in college basketball where like a lot of the one and done teams keep, keep getting beat because they don't have any continuity don't have any like experience with each other and the teams that have guys who have been there two or three years who keep going back Virginia year after year have kind of figured out how to play together and that ends up even though they aren't as talented as some of the top teams that ends up being better as a like a group than they are individually I guess
1: yeah, I agree. I mean the
2: Warriors have both that. You know, they have they both have the talent and they have the continuity. That's the biggest, you know what I mean? They've had the same team basically, you know, plus yeah, the they have for four, five years now. They Six have four years.
1: of the best twenty players in the NBA.
2: Well, no, and, and three of those players have played together for seven years now or whatever. I oh mean,
1: yeah. Which Whenever is, they drafted Draymond, right? Was that twenty twelve? Yeah. Yeah. Years.
2: And that's but like that's probably the, the longest continuity of top players on the besides I mean, I would say the, right. the, the one of those teams had that same continuity. The
1: Blazers, the Raptors, ironically.
2: Yeah, the ra- I mean, I guess they got rid of Rosen, but everybody else has been there. I Lowry's
1: been yeah. there forever. Uh, yeah, exactly.
2: I mean, I think there is some value where if your parts don't equal, if you're individually you aren't better as parts, but your sum it can be greater than everybody else. Like, I mean, the Celtics for example. If I keep throwing things together and that doesn't seem to work very well, Milwaukee has had continuity for three or four years now, same kind of way. It's
1: right? not nothing <laughs> is an exact science. You just no, it. it's just kind of got to break your way sometimes.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I think coaching. I mean. That's a huge part of it too. I mean, just that was Nick a fun coach.
1: discussion. I saw on Twitter. Uh, if the Raptors still had Dwayne Casey, send Nick Nurse. Do they, uh, are they here? Uh, Nurse, uh, whatever the, they, then what I was impressed most by was that the
2: Raptors ran the Warriors' pace and actually beat them. I, I, can't,
1: I can't separate we got Nick Nurse from we got Kawhi Leonard and Marcus Gasol and Pascal Siakam is now very good. Yeah.
2: Know? I mean, I mean, that's. That's every. That's every
1: kind of coaching. <laughs> it's,
2: <laughs> it's so, so
1: hard. I wish it was easier. But you, like, you, I lose the same way. But
2: somehow you can easily separate Steve Kerr from Mark Jackson, even though Steve Kerr literally
1: came to the league at the moment. Well, and- no, it's it's easy to me with like Boone and Kid or Kerr and Jackson, where it's like you have the same roster and what yeah, guy is- they had the roster, but they didn't have Steph Curry the way he was. <laughs> I think he was that way, and Mark Jackson didn't use him. Okay.
2: (laughs) No, but what I would say is I was impressed with the way the Raptors ran the pace. I mean, They They did do well. They pushed it, and teams are – I mean, most teams are afraid to run the Warriors' pace because they know they're going to lose, but the Raptors seem to keep –
1: After a pretty awful first two rounds, Fred Van Vliet has just impressed the hell out of me. Yeah, and I I don't know if
2: that is coaching or is that just playing to your personnel or not? Because, I mean, they're one of the – one of the few teams who actually, if you look on a paper, have personal match up pretty well with the Warriors. They do
1: have a quick roster in general, outside of Ibaka, Gasol, and they just run one of them at center all the time. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at the three, I mean, actually, the for two the minutes, Ma- except for two minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think the three had a monster of Lowry,
2: Siakam, and Kawhi closer to Curry, Clay, and Dre than we think.
1: Yeah, and Marcus is a great fourth guy.
2: Yeah, he's better than any fourth guy the Warriors have right now. Right now, okay, yes, yeah, yeah. okay, to- right.
1: Right. right now, yes, I'm are with
2: constructed roster,
1: and I then mean, Danny Green's like Iguadala esque. I mean, he's worse, but he's got you know that role to him, he's competent, yeah. and he's been in big games. and He's good, he can defend, he can hit the shot if you leave him open, yeah, exactly. Then Vleet's there. This is fun, Vin Vleet's there, uh, they're their Livingston. This is good, yeah, and essentially, I mean, Pat McCaw was there, Pat McCaw. <laughs> I Essentially, mean,
2: the difference in their team is I. I think the two through like seven on the Warriors is better than the two through seven on the or two through seven on the Rabbit better than the two through seven on, on on the Warriors. Hard to say, right? I mean, I think I think, and then you got is Kawhi better than?
1: I think That's this game two is just so huge because Katie's coming back. If you can be up two zero, you got a chance. If you it's one to one, I I don't know. Yeah, when do we, they say Katie's coming back? Game four? That's they said game three or game. Chris Haynes got game three or game four. So. I. I wonder how. And I think I think what it is is if they lose game two, it's game three. And if they win game two, it's game four. <laughs> I, I wonder how good he'll be, though, having not
2: played in. Yeah, I don't know. What, six be Terrible. Now? Six weeks now, it's been since he last played a game? Do I remember early May? No, it's been like three. Okay. It's been a. I felt, when did he get her early? Maybe it Playoff
1: time goes so fast.
2: It doesn't really when he had these days off, though. <laughs> <laughs> These three
1: days off between games. Twitter is just imploding. Like yesterday everybody was talking about their own basketball skills. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um I guess my my only other thought with the Pacers is in and tying it is is there some way and maybe because we're we still haven't seen the the peak Vic that Vic can carry like that's what you really think you need to play as the guy to carry your team through a couple rounds and I don't know if they can get that out of that. Like, is it is there something with load management, something like that to I because think
1: Vic's low. Well, I think Vic will definitely have a managed load next year. Yeah. And I guess just, it just goes back to that. Did the pace do the question? That's a fun topic for the future. We should put that in one.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what ultimately why a number two guy is to carry that workload for Vic. Because I, I do think there is Vic did show some potential in this one playoff series. Like he-
1: outside, of the, outside of the two MVP guys, Giannis and Harden, like I think all of the top 10 dudes had some extent of load management this year. PG really didn't, to be honest. Oh, you're right. You're right. Butler didn't. I don't know. Butler didn't play. Butler Butler had a weird year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can count him for anything. Jokic
2: probably did. <laughs> I don't know. I mean there, there's something to it where you don't necessarily need to be at your peak in the other season. You know what I mean? Winning fifty. Oh games. yeah. I
1: that's I think it's smart.
2: The question is, is you have to be good at winning on the road if you're not gonna do that. And so it's a whole nother thing. Or you just do it in road games. Punt anyway. Yeah, but if you don't get, if you only win fifty games, you got to be able to win a road game in the playoffs.
1: Huh? Oh yeah. Well, that's why you rest your load to be at your best on these games. Uh, my last finals thing is not really a finals thing. Okay. Did you see Pat McCaw tweet that he's been in the finals like four years in a row now? He has. Like, yeah, he's on the Raptors right now, <laughs> or three what? years in a row. His whole career, he's been in the finals every year. See, he on the who's who? he on before? He was on the Warriors his first what? two years. Isn't oh. that funny? Good for him. Pat McCaw
2: taking victory laps. <laughs> has he played any minutes in the midfielder? He played
1: six minutes uh, that, the, the first game. <laughs> it cracked me up. Good for Good Pat McCaw. Good for him. Pacers should snap him up. He's a finals pedigreed guy. <laughs> that's like. That's Is there how many, many players really have won? Like, to, if, the Raptors, if the Raptors win the title, how many guys have won a championship their first three seasons in the league?
2: The first three, I probably, probably like Russell. Right, He'd be the only one I think of Bill
1: Russell is he the only one.
2: I don't even know if he did. I'm just. Did he
1: even it. do it? Yeah.
2: I'm just assuming he did. <laughs> well, if only we could uh, go check on Basketball Reference or something. Well, I, maybe it's some guy in the Lakers. And I mean, that, you got to think of guys No, Bill
1: from- Russell did not. He won it in his first, not second, and then
2: third. So here's the thing: how many three? <laughs> how many three peats have there been? So there's been the Bulls three peat a couple
1: times, and the yeah, wait, that's a Lakers, good right? word. right? So it has to be maybe, maybe some guy on one of those teams. The Lakers, the Bulls, and maybe the, <laughs> okay, The uh, man, I'm going to have, I'd have to go back. This is not a podcast discussion. No, but you realize
2: that if Nick only Nurse wins, the Raptors win, it will be the, like the third time. At... The Minneapolis Lakers. <laughs> you realize that if Nick Nurse wins, it'll be the third time in the last five years a rookie head coach has won the NBA Finals. Really? Which, I mean, maybe just throws out how, how important coaching is.
1: Really? Yeah, no kidding. Kerr won as a rookie, Tylee won as a rookie, and now Nick Nurse. Which Yeah, which just underscores. They also had Kawhi Leonard LeBrun. LeBron. Ah, that's what I'm out. saying. It <laughs> really doesn't really matter who your coach is because you have the best. All right, who's the rookie on this 1951-52? Uh, all right, Lou Hitch, uh, were you on? <laughs> I'm just looking at random guys. All right, we're going to
2: take a break on the other side. We're going to do our last segment on the over-under for uh, what player contracts or player salaries going into free agency.
0: In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.
2: All right, Tony, you have to explain this segment because I've done a poor job of it so far.
0: That's okay.
1: Um Okay, so first first of all, Whitney Skoog uh, one was part of the Lakers three peat his first three seasons in the league. So, Pat McCaw, sorry about you. All right, back to this. So, what we're going to do is we have come up with a number that we think is close to what uh, some Pacers free agents and some common targets for the Pacers free agents uh, will get in free agency. And we want to decide if we think that their actual contract is going to be over or under that when they actually get signed by a team. Uh, so for example, for a for a kind of boring example. Kyle Quinn is on here, Pacers free agent. Uh, his number is the room exception again. So 4.8 million is what we have for him. Do we think he'll get more or less than 4.8 million? Less. I also think it's less. Is he, is uh, he on
2: the team next year? He,
1: what? Is he on the team next He's on anybody. No, he's a free agent. Uh, yeah, no, he's on Philly. He oh, yeah, 100%. He's on Philly. I would put like $95 on him being on Philly next year. Why? Because they need a good backup center, and he's a good backup center. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Is he a good backup center though? Yeah. He's competent, right? I mean he's not second. They only need right? a guy to play ten minutes.
2: I don't know if he can, uh, I don't know if he'd be a good ten minute guy. Maybe he is. I don't know.
1: I think he he was good when he played back a minute with the Pacers. Was he? Yeah.
2: I don't know. Maybe I just thought, you know. The drop off from their centers to him was
1: always drastic. Yes, that is true. So that's the point of this exercise. Kyle Quinn was a boring one. I'm glad we started with that. Um, so who should we do? Do we just go in order on the list? Yeah, so we're also going to throw
2: in some free agents. Maybe we take one Pacer and one free agent and go back and forth.
1: Okay, so we'll go to the target. So I have done, by I mean we, have chosen uh, the four guys that are the most commonly brought up uh, in Pacers fans' desires. That is Kemba Walker, Chris Middleton, Tobias Harris, and D'Angelo Russell, as well as the two non-Max guys that I feel like I've seen the most, just Patrick Beverly and Nikola Mirotic. Uh, we set numbers for all those guys, too. So, yeah, let's alternate Pacer, free agent, Pacer, free agent. Let's start with Pacer though, because Kyle Quinn. We bad. just did Kylo Quinn. Yeah, but that uh, doesn't count. That's but then fine. we're gonna screw it up because it's six of each. Add. Oh, okay, fine. We'll do a free agent. Uh, let's do D'Angelo Russell. Okay, I um,
2: I, I think so. What's hard? What's What's the number first of all? What do you think His it is?
1: Max is what I think he's going to end up getting is a little over twenty seven million. <sighs> I twenty seven here. Um. So do we think he if he gets the max it's over? If he doesn't, it's even or under. Uh um, I think he's an under guy because the only way he gets the max is a team trying to pry him away from Brooklyn and they don't match because they want to get two awesome free agents this summer. So you um, don't think
2: you don't think he's in line for like the auto porter max? I don't know. I guess the, the Nets aren't there to give it to him, right? I was yeah, thinking. the Nets gave Otto Porter the Max.
1: How many guys the Nets make money for? Tyler Johnson, right? Tyler Johnson, Alan Crabb, uh, Otto, who they now have. Otto, um, I think there's a fourth one, but I can't remember who it is. Yeah, they, they, they make guys a lot of money. Good for them,
2: man. Um, so I do think there's a chance Russell ends up on the Pacers simply – he has a musical chairs of point guards, depending on Kyrie, basically Kyrie and
1: Butler, <laughs> and whatever happens. Um, so I, I mean, I do think there's a chance that happens. Yeah, if you want D'Lo on the Pacers, you should be rooting hard for Kyrie to pick the Nets.
2: But they're probably going to need to max him out to get him ultimately because they're at the top of the field, Yeah.
1: Oh, if this is, if this over under is on the Pacers for for D'Lo, it's over. I thought it was in free agency in general. I mean, it's a little a bit of both. Okay, well, I think my generality for D'Angelo Russell is he will get slightly less than the max. So,
2: and I think I think if he's a pacer, pacer, he gets over. But yes, I think generally he's probably going to. Get I
1: think if Kyrie team. picks the Nets, it's over. If Kyrie does not pick the Nets, it's under. I think it's the other way actually. Because if Kyrie picks another team, every team's going to say, "Well, they're just going to match," and then that's that. That's the whole thing.
2: See, I think it's un. Under because I think there's a chance Russell takes a five year deal a little bit under the 27 twenty seven twenty million number.
1: Oh yeah, that's possible too. Like you so can only get five years from the Nets. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why I think about. I think it's the other way. Where like if he as a free agent, he's going to max deal from somebody. Eh,
2: <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, I like yeah. either way. I'd go under actually. Not like what it, so. I could see him signing is a five year like one twenty five one thirty deal with the Nets or. Signing a four-year, whatever, it's one of, what is the number, 110 at the max? We're going
1: under. We're both going under. All right, fine. That's what you're telling me right now, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's a hard one, though. Yes. He also has a lot of flaws as a player, and he had a really good season. Don't get me wrong. but Yeah, but all you uh,
2: – He's Max. He's, he's 23 years old and he had a really good year. That, that is the recipe for a Max
1: player. It's it is. Just, totally it is. that before. Uh, all right, we'll do a moderately fun – free agent. Corey Joseph. Uh, He just made seven, a little over seven million. Uh, Point guard market, not super awesome after the top four guys. However, um, I don't think Kojo's worth more than the mid-level exception. Either way, and that is the number we have chosen, is the full mid-level exception of 9.3 million. Adam, is anyone giving Corey Joseph more than the mid-level exception? Uh, I think he's getting
2: less. I also think he is getting less. I think he's getting a one-year deal for less money. Wow. Why would he get a one-year deal? He's 28. Because he had a really bad year last year,
1: realistically. He did not have a really bad year.
2: He had a really bad end of year. I think team would be weird he's
1: to a long-term contract. He did have – that would be ignoring the entirety of his career based off of a few months, which I think would be stupid. I don't know. I mean, he he's the kind of player where I don't
2: know if you want to tie him on your team for two or three years, not in the hindsight. Oh, man. People
1: he's do still- not uh, – I think Corey Joseph is, bit, is good. I think he's good. I just think he's so – so why do you not tie up good players? I just think he's so up and down. And maybe he doesn't want to tie himself to a multi-year deal. I don't know. That's possible. I don't I don't think he's – for the purpose of the exercise, under, for sure. Um, what do you think, a three years, 24 probably? Like he could get a portion of the full mid-level from a team and then they use the rest on somebody else. Um, but I think three. he's good and a team – like a really good team would be happy to have him as a backup guard. Does he get more money than Doug McDermott? I think Doug McDermott money is, is about what I'd put him in, ironically. Okay. That's ironic as hell. <laughs> yeah, he's he playing. you either th- have Doug McDermott
2: or Corey Joseph. With that money? Yeah. Kojo. 100%. Yeah, Kojo. yeah, me too. I can't. The hindsight. that question, Kojo. In hindsight, that the Doug McDermott deal is just terrible. I mean, it's just terrible. I mean, it was terrible when they signed it, basically. Everybody said it was terrible. We took to talk ourselves into it, but it, in hindsight, it's terrible.
1: Not looking great.
2: Nope. you have to try to get, get rid of it. That's the goal, right? Eh, no, I don't
1: know
2: about that. Well if you want to keep your keep Kojo, you can get rid of it right keep Kojo either way, you got his full bird, but yeah, but not if I'm, there's so many moving parts that if you bring it you know you clear up a little more space, let's put it that way
1: yes, clearing up space in lieu of McDermott would be nice if they could do it yeah, um yeah, I think Corey Joseph is under, but I think like any contender <laughs> would like him yes, I agree he's a, he's he's a quality backup guard. Oh, I'm sitting next to I thought you were in his sheet next to him. All right, free agent. Let's do uh, – who do you want to do? Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. Okay, this one's funny. This one's hard because – so his max is $32.7 million, uh, which basically he only gets that if he signs with the Sixers because he has all the leverage in the world. They either have Tobias Harris or they have nobody. Um, and I don't know if a team that re- – like, I think he's probably like a $27 million player, 25 million, He's very good. Um, but man, that's a scary number to pay him. It, you know, so I feel like the only way he gets it is if he resigns with Philly. If he signs somewhere else, I don't think he does. Yeah, I think I think they probably let
2: him go and resign Butler, and that's that. They just stick with the team they have, unless they want to move Simmons, and then that's a whole another thing.
1: They can keep both. I mean, they'd be expensive. I mean, but they were one game away from the conference finals, and I think they think they're right there. Uh, but I don't know that, that he's a really hard one is a very hard one because like yeah you know, what's their salary what what's their salary cap at uh well with Butler and Tobias free agents it's not super huge especially because they don't have like a huge fifth guy you know soaking up a lot of money like JJ oh. Reddick's free agent too so if they re-sign Harris and Butler Reddick is out right he's gone 100% gone
2: so they have what 60 well not take away the 19 from Butler so they have like well so they have right now like forty nine in salaries guaranteed for next yeah, year.
1: Yeah, they got like no money on the books. They can easily keep both if they want.
2: So Butler and Harris bring them oh yeah, I guess now that I look at it, I thought they would be like into the 120, 30 range of over. No, the they're barely
1: over hundred if they keep both.
2: They might even resign what what can they sign Reddick to, right? Can they send him to his his same deal essentially the next year? Isn't that what they
1: mm-hmm. if so, they keep all their cap holds, they could keep Reddick too pretty easily. Yeah, so I mean, I think they're gonna max they're gonna max out to bias. Why would they not? Yeah, because it's gonna at at, at some point that Simmons number is gonna go way up. That's when that's yeah the problem but, happens.
2: But I I think you wait and maybe even move me. I, mean, I oh, think for you, sure can move you wait. one of those three guys if you
1: really desperately need. To. That's the reason you don't do it is because Simmons number is gonna go up. I would absolutely keep Tobias Fouse, though, when no is the, what no dude for contract. It's still he's gonna end his fourth year, right? Yeah, he can get an extension this
2: summer, but he won't actually kick into the following year. So you yeah, because next summer I don't see Tobias Harris. I get. You might not be able to get, like, recoup as much back. But if you want to get rid of that salary, I'm sure you can figure out how to get rid of it.
1: They're going for a title. Their options are we can have Tobias Harris or we cannot have a very good player. I feel like they're for sure going to keep him.
2: Yeah. I just wonder if they didn't get Tobias maybe a four-year, not a five-year deal.
1: That's what I would look maybe. at. Maybe. That would be good. He's not super old, though, you know? Like, it's not such a huge yeah. downside risk that he's going to be worse.
2: Well, the question is, if they only offer Butler a four-year deal, how pissed is he going to be? He just leaving
1: <laughs> with, right? Yeah, Jimmy Beller, He's just like a weird guy too. Like that's the other thing that we don't know about him. Yeah, he he's a wild card. Let's put it that like way. He could just do anything.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, unless Tobias just doesn't want to be in Philly, I'd, i yeah, I feel like now that I look at it, I, I've never really looked at their salary cap yet. I, I just don't see a way they don't resign both. They're still gonna be close to that. They're not. They're gonna be under the luxury tax threshold for at least a little bit, or closer, close to it. But they don't have to pay a ton of luxury tax yet. Yep. yep. Maybe the next year they do, but you know. You pay the tax when your team's close, right? So if twenty, if you guys they make the conference finals in 20, ne- next season, and then they're competing for a the next three years. It's worth paying the tax. I think he gets the max.
1: I think we're going over, aren't we? Yeah, right. I mean,
2: because right, you. I understand owners not wanting to pay the tax when their team isn't good, but when your team is good, you pay the tax. That's how you.
1: Yeah, that's how it goes. That's why it's a luxury
2: when your team is a luxury. You pay the luxury tax. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, even if you're not winning the championship per se, if you're if you're competing for a championship, like legitimately have a shot each year, it's worth it. If you're getting to that conference finals, NBA finals range for two or three years. Yeah. Or like
1: that. Cause there's a lot of money to
2: make too back and ticket sales and all that
1: stuff. I mean, you're just, built. we'll do an We'll do an actually interesting pace here Yeah. Not the court. Joseph is not interesting, uh, Thaddeus young. This is a tough one. Uh, this is a tough one. It kind of depends on how things break for the Pacers in terms of trades and free agency, blah, blah, blah. He could be signed and traded a lot of, a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, I have 12 and a half written down. Um, well, you're, you're, you're the one that's best friend with his wife. Wow uh, I don't know if that is even accurate
2: no but she responds to you on Twitter sometimes
1: She just did this week. I know I saw it if I make funny of you yeah um yeah I feel bad for them after seeing her respond to me anyway uh will probably have suitors just because he's good and is a good veteran and those are the two things <laughs> that's it yeah though. that's the why question is, does
2: dad like the team more than he hates Pritchard that's the that's the question right. <laughs>
1: Yeah, how much does he even value money at this point? He has two kids. Yeah, um, I mean, he's not gonna go play for
2: free somewhere. I mean, no, no, no,
1: no. He's not gonna do the David West. That's no, sure. no um, he, but
2: like he probably values maybe long-term security at a place versus. Uh, I think back yes. Back I also
1: there. think he's going for a four-year deal or four or five-year deal. This I mean, he, you think he can get a four-year deal? I mean, the the value every year would be lower, way lower than twelve point five million. If you right, a whole so how old are now. his kids? I'm trying to remember. They're like young. Like ten and eight or um, no, I, remember? I
2: think they're younger than that. Younger than that, probably eight and six. Yeah. So like he probably wants I mean, that's the thing. Could does he value like if he, if he signs a four year deal with the Pacers, is he just gonna be in Indiana the rest of his career and they're just gonna live like that what he wants, you know, his kids to go to wherever they live.
1: Yeah, I'm just so stuck on him going to Memphis. I just don't see why they would sign him because they're not in a position yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a good vet, but does he live in Memphis in the offseason? I don't No, they go to Dallas in the off season. Okay, so maybe that's where he's gonna sign. That's where they went last summer, at least. I don't know if they. Uh, well,
2: did they? So did they, they live in Indy during during the regular season, though? So like his kids go to school at Indy. They do, yeah. Okay, so I there is some, you know, I mean, there is some value to him maybe wanting to keep his kids in the same school, and so like the page came with him and say, well, offer you a four year, thirty two million dollar deal. He might take that per se, just as yeah. good Indy good. It's good money. Indy's cheap place to live, still. So that money goes very far You're in Indy, obviously for sure. Like. And maybe he'll end his career here, and then his kids will finish out high school here, whatever, and then he'll move on. But I don't know. He wants to beat Indy forever.
1: either. Yeah, he's a hard one. He's a really hard one to read, especially after how last summer went for them. Um, I think I'm going to go under 12.5. Me too. Uh, how would you my But if, he, if he's on the Pacers, I think that number's close. But I think because I don't think he'll be back. What's his cap hold for next year? Like 21? Super high. Yeah. So, so
2: if he signs for like four years for the Pacers, they can squeeze him in. Keep Bowiens cap
1: hold and get Conley right. Eh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> they have to get creative with some other stuff.
2: They have to get rid of Doug, Dougie McBuck. Dougie.
1: Dougie's got to be in the move there. Yep.
2: That's okay. That's that's not
1: <laughs> Darn. Darn. Ship him <laughs> to Memphis.
2: Oh my god, terribly. Ship ship out to Memphis. Who so then move
1: him somewhere else? I mean, just terrible. All right, an intentional follow up here. Okay. On the free agent side, Nikola Miritich. Yeah, good one. Yes. Yeah, see, I did the Thad Miritich thing back to back. I also have twelve point five for Miritich because. I feel like they're equally valued as free agents, but I would like to say that I would not give Miritich Thad young money. Um, but that's not the purpose of this exercise. The purpose of this exercise is what we think they will get? Um, so go ahead, Adam. Miritich. Well, Miritich is two years younger, three years younger than Thad too. Three years
2: younger 27, yes. 28. He's 28. He's
1: 28, really? Did he just turn 28? Am I crazy? I feel like I would right. the thing oh, I'm a little bit thing I'm done. Never mind. I'm just Right
2: before the uh, <laughs> trade deadline, so you didn't know. I'm just stupid. Um, yeah. So back, turns 31 this summer, right?
1: That yes. Yep.
2: Well, he has three years younger than the dad
1: is Miritich the fakest shooter. Like not that he's not a good shooter. Cause he takes a high volume, but I mean, he's a 36% career shooter <laughs> just cause he, he just takes a lot. That's why people consider him this like awesome shooter.
2: Yeah. But I mean, is that what, not what James Harden does too? It's yeah, like a 38 career three-point shooter, but he takes 50 of them a game.
1: Well, no, the thing about James Harden's threes versus Zmiritich's threes is Zmiritich does not take a dribble, an off-the-dribble or a step-back three. He just takes an in-rhythm catch-and-shoot where James Harden takes the yeah, hardest yeah. shots in basketball and makes an average amount of them. Well, there is some value to a guy just being a high volume at that Oh, point. there totally is. I don't want to be He's little Cause you don't want, cause the problem with Ted, right. Is he doesn't have confidence to take it. That's theory. what we had Wes Matthews. So awesome. When he came here is he was just chucking them. Yeah, but didn't he shoot like 30%. Yeah. But it still stretched the floor. He gets a lot of respect. He's like, a top yeah, five. Like, He's like top five in NBA history in three point attempts or something like that. People actually respect a 37% shooter, not, not a 30% one. <laughs> well, they all, they also respect guys that just shoot a lot. You know what, what Jeff Van Gundy just did that. was it Jeff or Stan. I forget. Um, with Zach Lowe, where they were talking about that. I mean, it was like weeks ago now. But probably Stan. Stan's one of them. I think it was Stan. Um, no, wait, no, it's probably Jeff. Jeff's one who goes Jeff on the- just on the- did one a few days ago, so that's why I think it was Stan. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I I,
2: I get why Murnich doesn't have the same value as dad because of his um. Wor-
1: much worse on D. He got played off the floor in the playoffs. Play off the floor. The Bucks played Sterling Brown instead of him.
2: Yeah, but low key, if you watch the Pacers in, in the Boston series, they basically ignored that and then also kind of played off the court offensively.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, but he's, his positive value on defense is why he plays anyway. You know, yeah, but if Miritich is played off the court offensively, which he was, so like what the hell can he do for you? So, my thing is, I
2: mean, the problem is you can't play Miritich
1: and Billy on the That's
2: That's the problem, right? Why not? Well, because they're both terrible defenders. Oh, touche. That's what I meant. It's like it's like you get away with a Miritich out there is if you have four other good defenders out there. Kind of the same way you can get rid of get get away with a Bojan out there when you have four other decent defenders. When you play a Kojo and Oladipo and a Turner and a Thad, you get away with them because you can kind of hide him. You can't have yeah. two un. Yeah, I mean you, you could have one guy who can't shoot every on the court at a time and two and one guy who can't play defense you can't have two it kind of screws you right because it shrinks everything and screws up every pick and roll matchup and they do they just mess you with every way possible essentially
1: yeah so I it, you want to hear you want to hear a stat a stiz, a stiz at that will make my answer etched in stone okay Thaddeus Young had a higher effective <laughs> field goal percentage than Miritich last year.
2: All right, so you he's think... the a more
1: efficient score from the field, not including free throws. Who actually
2: gets more money, though, in free agency? I think they both go under 12 and a half, but who, who, who gets more? I
1: think Miritich gets more money. Because he's younger. With his reputation and his age, yep. Yeah, age was a huge factor in this. But I'm going under with him as well. Wow, we've gone under a lot. We've only gone over on Tobias so far.
2: I can't wait for, like, that. He got 4 or $60 million contract <laughs> we're
1: just I don't <laughs> know who would give him that, but that would be nice.
2: a lot, a lot of free agent money out there. Tony, people have to throw it around like... That's like, true. Okay. NBA owners are notoriously stupid about
1: spending money. So here's I gotta this one I think is very interesting. This is okay. Wesley Matthews, because he can shoot, he's an okay defender, he can play the wing, and he's probably not washed up for another year. What's so, the patient,
2: that's the patient number they can sign him back for is five seven.
1: No, that's the that is the tax pyramid level exception. What can that is the I amount think. that a team like Golden State or Houston could pay him and ke- easily keep him. So, or what, like a Thunder or something. What would the Pacers have to pay
2: him? Like, What, what can they pay him? There's a certain max, right?
1: Well, with Capspace, pays anything, but with the non-Bird rights they have, it's very small. It's like three point something million. Right. Matthews feels like the guy that goes is with the Warriors, right? Yeah, Matthews is not coming back to the Pacers. He's a Warrior Rocket, if I had to guess, next year. Yeah, Thunder, I think, is the team that makes the most sense. Um, but yes, some very good West team is going oh, to Oh, I think the Rockets make more sense. I don't know what, they're, what this Rocket is. Rockets makes a lot of sense, too. Because they would love a guy who just chucks up threes like that. But, and- but that's the thing about this over-under. We have no. We, the number is 5.7. Did I say that? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, is, If it is the Thunder, the Rockets, the Warriors, whatever, that's the highest they can pay him. Like, that's it. So, in that way, it can't be over. However... You know, I like, like, who's the team with cap space? It's like, we have to pay Wesley Matthews, and the, it'd be like, it'd be like Doug McDermott's deal. You know, the Pacers are like, well, I want McDermott, but everyone's offering him this much, we have to offer him more. And then that didn't work out, but see, I
2: don't know what I don't who has, who actually has legitimately cap space that like isn't gonna make well, be- 10
1: teams have space.
2: Yeah, but how many of those teams are wanting to win a game, when 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 to win playoff games this year?
1: Quite a few, I thought. I don't, I thought.
2: Well, some of it is fake because they're all gonna re sign their guys to max deals, right? Like, the Nets have space, but they're gonna, no, that's the opposite that. of fake space. Fake space is when you have a ton
1: of needs.
2: Well, that's what I mean. Is there like it's it's fake space because they don't have their top guy signed, resigned, or whatever? that's what I meant.
1: Oh well, yeah.
2: Like I'm thinking, like is the Clippers maybe their team? They'll have space-ish, but no, really, they use up all their max money. I mean, he wasn't maximum
1: available. Yeah, Yeah, the Clippers. That's a good one. Yeah. Where is this thing? Okay. Dallas, Dallas does have space. They don't. They just traded him. Why are they? Brooklyn, Chicago, uh, Denver could get space, although they won't.
2: Maybe he's uh, a Nugget next year.
1: They have, they have uh, so many guards, right? Pacers, Clippers, Lakers, New Orleans could be interesting. Yeah, that's one that's interesting. Uh, the Kings could be interesting. I, I think it's possible he goes. I don't think he goes under. I think that's his floor because of the tax pyramid level. Yeah, I
2: will say too. He's probably at the age where he wants to compete for a championship too. So he's if made. A lot of money even right? are
1: you going to tell me if I put even?
2: I think that's fair. That's fine.
1: Tax pyramid level for most of us. Um,
2: because also he has uh, he's made a lot of money. I mean, he has made he's what was the last time a or or seventy million or something like that. I mean, he made a yeah, lot. Yeah, he did get a huge deal. From he got a huge deal right after his Achilles tear. So I mean, he's.
1: Uh, I think he got four for seventy or something like that. Yeah, that's all nice. right.
2: Chris Middleton. Uh, exactly the number you said. He's going to be maxed out by whoever signs him.
1: Max is over for him, and the same way it was for Tobias. This number okay. is paid below, so we can have an exercise. Okay. Max, uh Yes, over. I also think. I also think he gets a max.
2: I think he gets a five-year deal for a hundred and whatever million dollars, and offer him at the.
1: Yes, I think the Bucks are the team that gives it to him as well. well wow, really not... short. Yeah, I they mean, have. It's one. of them. replace him. They cannot replace him.
2: It's one of those things where you look at them and it's like you he can just run this back in next year. And why would we not be better? Cause the be gets better every single year. Exactly. Right. We were two games from the NBA finals with the best player in the league. Possibly.
1: You can keep everything years. you have, except me who didn't even play in the playoffs. And then use, even you can use Devin Chenjo your first to get the contributor you need or the good player you need. And you'll be good. Yeah. Why I think would there's not, no. not be better next year. Why would we not be able to hit, hit a three at 35% next year? And then you're exactly. good. I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah. So yes, I agree. Middleton's getting to max. He's standing in Milwaukee. He's only 27. You know, it's not a super scary downside risk to give him huge money. Yeah. Uh, even if you do five years instead of four. So yeah, that you one's easy. You think about they were an overtime away from being
2: up three against the Raptors in that series? That it's different. Yeah, they were. And they they were as close as you can get to get into you know, the NBA Finals. And then who knows? I mean, if they're in that final with Giannis, who the hell knows? they, I mean, they might be able to win the series with home court advantage, or whatever.
1: I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. So
2: I don't I don't see why they don't resign him and just run it back another year.
1: I am saving Mr. Interesting Bogdanovich for last, so we'll do Darren Collison next. Um so fun? What? I think the number you put is
2: 9.3 million, which is the... That
1: is also the full mid-level exception. Same probably, number I put for Corey it's right Joseph. Number. It's probably the right number. I think so, too. Um, you know, DC was supposed to be like a bridge point guard for the Pacers from like one era to the next, and I think a lot of teams can talk themselves into that being what they need this summer. Namely, can I give you my... There's two teams I think make a lot of sense for Darren Collison. Are you okay, ready? I'm I'm going to
2: write down two
1: names on a piece of paper, and I'm going to guess if I,
2: can, if I can write. Oh, no, type them. Type them. Oh, I'll type them into the thing. Okay. okay. Don't, don't um,
1: one wow. of them one of them is the, is, is the Phoenix Suns.
2: Okay. I wrote down one name then.
1: Oh, that that is not one of the two. Okay. The other one, I think, is the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So the Pelicans like to play Drew at the two, uh, and they would love the shooting. They do not have any shooters ever. So Darren Collison makes some sense for them there. Uh, shooters around Zion makes a lot of sense just in general. And then the Suns haven't had a good point guard since corn and <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. Or actually since Bledsoe, sorry. So they need anything. Literally any competent play at that position. Yeah. So those two just make a lot of sense. And they'll have space to give him money. So he could go over. I would not be surprised if he went over on like a short like 2 for 20 again or
2: something. Again, yeah. That's like a good deal for him. Yeah. I, I don't see him returning as a pacer. I just don't. I right. don't either.
1: I don't know why though. I am with you, but I, I have no like analytical reason to be like no they're gonna you do it the only way
2: that? I see it if they strike out on everybody and just say we bring everybody back again next year. Yeah, but like I don't right. know if you allow yourself into a multi-year deal with any of the guys they have a free agency really.
1: I didn't them, see maybe. the other team you typed down. You deleted it.
2: I wrote oh no I only done one because you already oh. know. Chicago
1: is another maybe for him. I think he has enough suitors that he could get a bit of over this number.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think ten million probably the number he gets.
1: You know, like bridge the Bulls to so when they're good again. Bridge the Pelicans through. Yeah, the question is, the rebuild he play for a playoff team? And that could be why he gets that. A backup for the playoff team, same with Kojo, is the way he goes under. But I think he'll go over. All right, that's yeah. the first pacer we have over for. All the rest have been under and even. Yeah. Okay, think- so let's,
2: let's do both the phrases and we'll end, we'll end with, with Boyan.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So but, uh, the first up, we'll continue the point guards, if that's okay. Or, yeah. or we'll continue with the middling point guards. Patrick Beverly. Uh, very popular in pacer circles. Great defender, good player. Um, is he better than Darren, um, Darren Collison? Yeah, I don't know. I think he's about the same as Darren Collison. I think he's just moving your skills from one area to another for similar impact. Okay. Um, which is fine, like if you think his skills are more applicable to the way the Pacers play, which is a solid argument because you know, Darren Collison doesn't shoot a whole lot. Patrick Beverly doesn't shoot a whole lot either. But he's a very good defender. McMillan would like that. He tries his ass off. Um, he's a, think- really a,
2: a, a better version of Corey Joseph,
1: right? <laughs> yes. He's, a, he's Corey Joseph who can shoot Basically. Well, um, he
2: basically so the number he put was nine point three million. That's um, the full
1: mid-level exception.
2: Uh basically he he's a two guard for the Pacers, essentially, right? I mean, he he will guard other teams best guard and he will play as the guy next to Vic while Victoria ball the time. So here's
1: game. the thing with Patrick Beverly, okay, that that is not true for Darren Collison, and Corey Joseph, it, it might be true for. Actually, it is true for Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph fits very well with Victor Oladipo, and Corey Joseph fits very well with Aaron Holiday. That's not true for Darren Collison. I think that is true for Patrick Beverly. So I think that that makes him appealing to the Pacers, if that makes sense. Because he can play with both of the guys that they're going to want on the floor a lot.
2: Okay, Tony, just to lighten the mood a Did you know his nickname is Mr. 94
1: Feet? On I did or see that. I was just on his V-bar up and saw that and smiled, but I didn't say anything about it. Mr. 94 Feet. Is that from – yeah, he just full-court presses all the time.
2: I guess. That's what that means. Um, No, I mean, I think he is also a guy who weirdly – you trust in the playoffs in a way where like, for sure. Like he had a really good playoffs this year and in the six games they played. Um Yeah. I mean, I think he's, he just, he brings more to the table. And sense he adds a little edge to your team, he's like having Lance, but competently, you know, a guy <laughs> who's defensively constantly, but it's not like screwing up left and right. And you can really just, it really, that that's the kind of guy where if you don't get a top point guard, he eases Olipo's burden on, on the
1: defensive end, which helps him in the long run. Right. Can I tell you something you're not going to like? What? He shot the same percentage from zero to three feet as Tyreek Evans this year. Yeah, but he's not going to be asked to take. No, ten- no, he's oh, taking God. less. It's just, I don't know. I'm, I'm. This is that was a shout to listeners as well because everyone's like, oh, Tyreek. The first thing they say when they say Tyreek sucks is he couldn't make layups. And yeah, that was, he was terrible at him. Patrick Beverly also economic layups. He's yeah, but you're
2: not, not going to give Peter Beverly the ball one-on-one to go to no, the, no. the rim. No, no.
1: That is the difference because Patrick Beverly's usage is 12.2%. That is astronomically low. That's less than half of Reeks. And he
2: shoots 40% from three or close yeah. to it. You stick him in the corner and you just t- and you basically just
1: – He's a career 38% three-point shooter. Like he's good at him.
2: Yeah, no, he's a perfect guy where you have to respect him in the corner. If you sit sand there, you can't just like play off him. And you just let Vic run the offense. And then on the other end, he really helps you – on the defensive end, where do you have, you're playing a team has two good guards, you have two good defensive guards. If not, you've got you can let old go guard the lesser of the two guards and let him guard the, the better one and ease some of that burden for him.
1: He is 30 years old. Would you give him
2: two for 20? I think I would. I okay. think I, I, I think th- I would too. I mean, I think he is.
1: I would not give him three for 30.
2: No, I think that's too much. But I think two for 20 is good. The problem, I guess, I'd have with him is what he, two years ago he only played 11 games of injury, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, is
2: he, is he at that age because he's so aggressive and all the time does he get hurt? And that's, I'd be wary of that. You know, yeah. he's always flinging it, flying around the
1: court. But I mean, there's. But I've seen a lot of teams, including the ones we just named for Darren Collison, who would be interested in Patrick Beverly. Yeah. I think Beverly's so I think oh, the bidding war. Does he want to
2: play for a, does he want the money or does he want to play for a good team? That too.
1: Yeah. Why would he not want to stay with the Clippers, right? Like,
2: <laughs> well, his problem might be is if, they get two max guys. They get too many max guys. I can't
1: they just can't resign him, right? Yep. Yep. And he's not going to play. They have That's to the renounce point him point. to get the space to get two max guys, which they're not yeah. going to just renounce him before they know. But, yeah, you get the idea. I, I do think the
2: same way like you said Collison is if they get he has enough suitors where there'll be a bidding war where gets above the 9.3, unless yeah. he wants to go somewhere good, then it's okay. the
1: different. Yeah, these bridge point guards are actually – it's actually a good summer to be a bridged point guard.
2: Right, so the Pacers could theoretically sign him as a – as they're well, no, they they don't have the mid level yet because they have, they still have cap no. this year. They, they will
1: never. They do not have the full mid level at all. They won't until if they could stay over the cap. But that'd be stupid. Um, next
2: year they could have it if they end up that yeah. for... Yes, year.
1: they should have it next year because uh, Mr. Sabonis. Anyway. Oh yeah. um, Okay, this one I think is the easiest one. Okay. Kemba Walker now Supermax eligible and is for sure getting a max by whatever team signs him. So for sure over thirty two point five.
2: Yeah, I think he's getting a, a five year two hundred million dollar deal from the. Hornets.
1: Yeah, that athletic piece, for those of you that read it, Jared wow, that came out of my mouth so poorly. For those of you who haven't read it, Jared Weiss went he literally went to Japan to talk to Kemba Walker um, about his free agency goals. And Kemba was like, Yeah, Charlotte is for sure where I want to or for sure my number one. Um, and they can offer him way more money than anybody else. So yeah, I'm definitely going over.
2: I feel like Kemba, this is a weird marriage, but basically having the Archie Manning career. like he's just on a crappy team for his entire career maybe Rivers okay with it but just just never ever play anything important yeah good never. for
1: him though I mean good good for if he gets a lot of money good for him he made all NBA at the right time in the great year good for him
2: yeah I just at some point you gotta go play for a good team like it sucks eh,
1: if that's your goal maybe I don't
2: know yeah I guess not I mean this is what Carmelo decided Come I, don't play. Play. I don't care about where good. I play I want to make as much money as possible
1: if you like Charlotte you like Charlotte good for him uh all right the this is it
2: is he well, Hold on. Is he the greatest Charlotte player of all time?
1: Uh, no. Larry, Larry Johnson, probably. Okay, I don't know. Close. That's all I'm saying. I want to look it up now because the B-Ball BballRF does the. win. I mean, WinShares is very flawed, but yeah, he's first for them in chairs all the time. Larry Johnson's fourth. Man, I wasn't even close. Okay. All right. He just got first this year. He passed uh, He passed Gerald Wallace this season.
2: Nice. Okay, so that's the, our, the final one, the, the the big kahuna in, in all of this. The big
1: kahuna. Yes, Mr. Bojan Bogdanovic. The number we have tra- – I think I went too low on this number, Adam. Did, I think sure. on the fly? Okay, I'm going to add you. one million to it. Okay. 17.5 million Bojan Bogdanovic.
2: I think it's under. It's over, so over. close. I think the number me. is below going to get. Sorry, sorry.
1: You think so? Oh, you're going over. Yeah, I'm going you over. You phrased think, your answer poorly.
2: I phrased it so poorly. I think <laughs> it's,
1: really- <laughs> it's so hard for me to figure it out because I think a lot of his value depends on how many guys switch teams and eat up other teams' cap space. If there's a lot of space left after the, the stars all sign, then I think Bojan's definitely getting over. If there's not, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I just
2: feel like he had such a good end of the year that some team is gonna I mean, I don't know if he gets like a four-year deal, but maybe a three year sixty. I feel like that's the number I could have in my head.
1: Yeah, man. That would hurt me to that would hurt me to pay. Do you do you think he becomes a net? <laughs> Adam is referring to the picture of uh Bojan at the Champions League final with uh Joe Harris and um and D'Angelo Russell, which made me laugh. He was never even teammates with D'Angelo Russell. That's why that picture. Yeah, was. but I'm
2: assuming Harris is friends with Russell, and Harris is friends with just, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's
1: yeah. They definitely talked about basketball.
2: They also all play in the NBA, you know, so they might all know each other because that's just how it works.
1: <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Um, yeah, the Nets are actually a quality fit for him too. Um, a return. The- a return. <laughs> a return.
2: Yeah. A big poster, both the return. That would be great.
1: I would be do like a Michael Jordan announcement when he came back I, from baseball. I think LeBron's like, I'm, I'm, I'm coming home. I'm coming but. home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron, I think LeBron copying MJ. You know how MJ did the "I'm back" statement. Yeah. Yeah, LeBron doing that with the clutch sports sign with the Lakers was lame. But if yeah. Boyan did it for humor, where he just said, "I'm resigning with the Nets," I would die laughing. Um, um, yeah, I think it's over. I think, I think it's over, but not by much. So, is that over contract with the Pacers or not? I think they want him back, so I'd say yes, it is. I think it depends if they make a move on draft night for a big contract. Because he does, he really likes continuity. Um,
2: so so after all of this, is, is what they're gonna what's gonna happen? Is they're just gonna bring in Conley and re-sign it's That's gonna be all their moves.
1: You think? It's fine summer to me.
2: Yeah, it no I'm <laughs> fine summer. I'm just I'm just worried they don't, they're gonna be not have enough guys like good quality players, right? They're gonna be,
1: yeah,
2: someone
1: someone between Sumner, Holiday, and T.J. Lee, but It's probably not Sumner. One of those three guys. Is is coming into the fire next year, baby. Like they're they're gonna be an important right. role. Okay. So if I'm just
2: I'm gonna do this in my head real quick. So Conley, Oladipo, Boyan, who knows the or Sabonis Turner are the top five, right? Yep. Then McDermott, holiday, and somebody. That's their eight. Yeah, it's it's something. Uh they need it, they need a they need a power four. <laughs> something. I mean, that's a team, I'll tell you that. I mean it's,
1: it's something. It's it's, it's something. <laughs>
2: If they run those those five the starting five next year, that would be insane. I will say.
1: Starting at power forward for your Indiana Pacers, TJ Lee. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's so stupid. I know I'm being annoying. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. They have options. I so love Andrew. If
2: if, if OG and Anobi had picked they taking him. That would have been the perfect guy. They would like a move. Moves would be perfectly. fine. They'd have about <laughs>
1: last year. La- remember how easy it was for us last year? We were like, okay, they're gonna sign a shooter. Need you no know, Granted, neither of us picked Jay, uh, Doug McDermott. We all said J.J. Rattic. Uh And like a Tyreek Evans kind of guy. And then they signed Tyreek and we took a victory lap on a show. This summer, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I think they need to trade for a
2: Conley. I, that's
1: I, I have no idea.
2: They need Conley. I mean, that's the guy that would fit here. That'd it's be two great, years. Man. It's not like you're committing so much to him that it's like you're screwed for the next next half a decade. It's two yeah. years. If he has one bad year, you get over it. Kyrie or bust. Kyrie or bust. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they got Kyrie, that would be. I mean, they would hold it in mean, games.
1: Okay, well, over is my answer for Bojan, I believe yours as well.
2: I think it is too. I think it's with the Pacers. I think he gets the three or sixty of the Pacers.
1: So, in summary, Bojan, Bogdanovich, Darren Collison, Kemba Walker, Chris Middleton, Tobias Harris, and Patrick Beverly are going to get paid more than the consensus thinks, according to these two very smart experts.
2: And so far, only one of them is going to be with the Pacers.
1: <laughs> Wesley Matthews. Is gonna get about exactly what you expect him to get, uh, and Thaddeus Young, Corey Joseph, Kyle Quinn, D'Angelo Russell, and Nikola Mirotic will get less than the consensus says they will, according to these two omnipotent podcast hosts. Yeah,
2: two of the just your <laughs> two of your favorite um, pacer uh, insight.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, that was a good ending. That was fun. Uh, this, this week is uh, Tyreek Evans and Corey Joseph season reviews. Um, I'm sure we'll figure out, I'm going to have to squeeze some other stuff into the Tyreek stuff because there is going to be no future section. So maybe I'll not envy you Tony right now. Yeah, it's going to be a hard one, but I think, I think we're going to find out about some scheduled workouts tomorrow. Okay. I, think, I that right. They're usually Monday news drops for draft draft right. workouts. Yep. So, uh, that'll be something to talk about if that happens. Um, maybe some news will drop. Who knows? Uh, yep. um, so what do Corey, you Joseph, Corey Joseph Friday. That'll be a good one. What are you reading this week? Ooh, good question. Uh Oh, we have our, our mock draft for Forbes that starts this week. So I get, to, I get to make a pick. Speaking of mock drafts, the lock on NBA one is also coming up. We get to uh, be a part of that, which will be fun. So you can hear a lot of mock draft picks from me <laughs> coming up.
2: Yeah. Um, We also should mention you can listen to this podcast on Him,
1: him. Himalaya. Oh, how dare we forget.
2: You're, you're, you do better at it. Why don't you explain what it is? I
1: love the Him. Well, I actually use it, Adam.
2: Yes, I know you do. That's why I use usually- it.
1: <laughs> It's great. Oh, it's just it's just better. You can like pick your preferences of po- types of podcasts, and it creates like literal playlists for you. Like if you listen to a lot of locked on stuff, other popular locked on ones will pop up. Like it, they're just really good at tailoring like what you listen to to you and showing you new shows instead of just showing like, hey, here's the top 100 on iTunes. It's like it's actually stuff that they think you like. It's it's good.
2: Yeah, I I I need to switch to it. I've I've been meaning to for we've been doing the copy ad for a while. Um, I'm yeah. sick I'm sick of the current one I use. I'm not going to mention a competitor, but I'm sick of the one I use.
1: <laughs> oh, look at you! I just I shouldn't have done that. Oh well. Um, yeah, I got I got nothing else. Uh, I'll probably have something in writing this week, but I don't know what it is yet. All right. Well, as always, you can follow the Locked On Pacers podcast
2: at Locked On Pacers. You can follow Tony at Taste MBA. You can follow me at Freedom Adam Five. We will see you guys again on Wednesday with another Locked On Facebook podcast. For now, have a great rest of your day.
0: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.